Hello everybody, welcome to memovingtocanada.com, MM2C. This is me, Ben. I was born in Philippines, I'm a Filipino, and I worked in Singapore for five years, leaving my family behind in Philippines, and then we decided to immigrate to Canada and became a Canadian citizen. This is my podcast. Hello everybody, welcome again to another episode of me moving to Canada.com or MM2C and this is your host again, Ben, the best podcaster in the world. Do you agree? Yes, you do. <laughs> so we have new listeners guys in Germany, alright, so particularly in the place called Hamburg, Schleswig Holstein, Thuringia. And North Rhine-Westphalia. I hope I pronounce it well, guys. And to our listeners from Singapore, Ireland, and Republic of Korea, I want to say hello to you guys. Woo! Thank you guys for listening. And uh, all of these countries, guys, I have a list of the countries that are listening to my podcast and this is included in the features of anchor.fm where you can see the locations of your listeners by country by city and that's why i can see it here and i want to say hello to them all right and to you guys um, whatever wherever you're listening right now so hello to you hi <laughs> so thank you for listening it's really a motivation for me to do more okay so this episode is a great information especially to new immigrants guys if you're a new immigrant or just planning to go to canada and this is a great resource so that you will know um, how stable the electricity of canada is okay because, guys, you know, I can still remember when I was young, back in my country, Philippines, um, I usually in experience brownouts. We call, it also, uh, we call it also blackouts. That means there's no power at night and it will be so dark, man. So they call it pitch dark, right? Where you can't see anything and after three seconds or five or five ten seconds you can see slowly see your room but it's so dark guys and sometimes when you're on the street and you can just see the moon and the moon lights up everything and that's how you realize that the moon can light up a dark street <laughs> yeah so and that's how we leave last time and there's no warning guys so I visited again in my hometown last December 2019 and I was staying with my sister's house there. We had a memorial service for my uh, deceased sister because she died here in Canada and I have to bring her ashes to uh, back home because that's what she wished for. And um, we were in my another sister's house and suddenly there was a power blackout. Oh man, there's no power all over the town and without a warning. And it lasted for three hours. Oh man, 
So imagine having a memorial service for my sister without electricity and we don't know when it will restart or re we call it maybe uh, turned on, right? So there's no typhoon, there's no nothing. It's it's December. It's it's a Christmas time, right? And well, this is a norm, guys, to our hometown and probably in major cities and and towns as well. We have this kind of issues, and um, you will never know when the power will be disrupted. That's the problem, and. You will never know when it will uh, have power again. That's another problem. So I will understand, guys, if it's caused by typhoon or a lightning, thunderstorm. I understand. But for normal days, I don't know why. Okay? Especially election days, guys. When election comes, there will be a lot of blackouts, brownouts. But without any reason at all i can't i can't get it i don't get it guys i it seems that it's impossible that they don't know when it breaks because i'm an electrical engineer i know that there will be like problems with trees falling um lightning strikes and you know there must be like a uh, plan B because it's been happening for over more a lot of decades guys even when I was young right I told you and supposedly the engineers had already planned out on how to prevent a long blackout right it can be for probably 30 minutes one hour or I can accept three hours because you have to call the main ad administrator you have to call the engineer sites you know something like that and there should be a plan b i don't know why but well it's life back there now when i moved to canada i was wondering how the country is getting power and because i'm afraid we don't have power guys i, I actually bought when i came here in canada i bought flashlights okay so i put my flashlights on my shelves one in my shelves in a kitchen and in at the bedroom because i used to have uh, power blackout now as an engineer of course i'm curious on what sources of power canada has and i sometimes drive nighttime because of my work and thought that uh, probably there's no electricity in some of the towns and lo and behold there's still electricity there even in small towns guys but um i, I travel night times although i hate traveling when i see the roads guys there's a lot of reflectors all over wow it's like a runway of of an airplane okay it's like a runway that when you see it oh man it you can see the road yeah totally you can see it reflecting your face there are roads that has no lights but there's you can count it but most of the roads streets uh highways have lights and even schools guys the the buildings of the government um the government buildings public buildings we call it are lit at night wow that's you know even if i'm looking at my uh, neighbors back there now there are lights on and 
man, I don't know how they do it, but let's see. So I tried researching and found this pie chart. Okay, it shows the generation by source. Um, this is on year 2017. And it's still relevant, guys. Okay, now the total... Um, Meg, uh, the total electricity power that Canada produce is 652 tera, terawatts hour, okay? That means tera is like a thousand gigabytes, <laughs> giga, okay? Not bytes, guys, that's, that's storage. But tera is a thousand giga or a million mega. Okay, so 652 terawatts of power Canada can produce. Okay, that's why it Canada is the third largest producer of hydropower in the world be, behind only in China and Brazil. Okay, its hydro infrastructure is f spread from coast to coast to coast <laughs> and accounts for about 60% of all the electricity generated in Canada. We have a lot of hydro. That means a lot of water. Okay. Now, the other um, sources of power is from nuclear, coal, gas, oil, or others, and non-hydro renewables. Okay. So hydro takes 60% of the 652 terawatts, all right? And nuclear is 15%. Coal is 9%. Gas or oil or others is 10%. And non-hydro renewables are, uh, is 7%, okay? In 2018, Canada, because of this 652, a lot of power, guys, that they can produce they export okay there are excess of power in canada so they export 61.4 terawatts of electricity to the u.s okay so u.s is buying electricity from canada and we also import 13.2 terawatts i don't know why we import because we have 61.4 terawatts to sell i don't know why we import anyway we have, I have um, lined up, list down all the provinces using hydroelectricity. Okay, the top five, all right? So Manitoba is the first. That is 96.8% use at, uh, the, uh, the hydro. That means water, all right? So um, Quebec is the second. That is 95%. Newfoundland and Labrador is 93.7%. Yukon is 92.2%. British Columbia is 90.5%. So they're using hydroelectricity. That, that's, uh, that's probably they, uh, the, uh, probably they have a lot of water bodies there. Okay. So they have um, dams or something like that um, fall. And one famous falls in Ontario is the Niagara Falls and the, there's a power generator there all right power plant now for the nuclear guys the I list down two 
provinces that uses nuclear to produce electricity. So one is the first is Ontario, which is 58.6% and New Brunswick, that is 36.1%. The Ontario is I, I can I can travel from my house to Pickering. Pickering is the place where you can see the nuclear power plant. And in that place, it's about, let's say, 50 kilometers away from us. So if you're living in in Pickering, guys, so um, that's what um, I heard from my friends, that when you're living in Pickering, they will give you like uh, something like a medicine where you have to take it for like anti-radiation. I don't know, but you can research about it. So there's a nuclear in here near my place and there are some others all over Ontario and also New Brunswick okay so you can research about that in Google and you know this the third um, power that is that I research is the wind power okay and the provinces that uses that is um, listed here so it's Prince Edward Island uses a lot of wind power here is 97.9% wow and Nova Scotia is 11.8% Ontario 6.7% New Brunswick 6.6% Alberta is 5.4% so that means Prince Edward has a is a windy place guys because you need a lot of wind to power up the the grid right so it's 97.9 percent wind power um facilities and you know i've been to one location in ontario they call it windsor okay windsor so we, when you go to windsor there's you can see when you enter the the near the windsor itself you can see a lot of wind turbines okay and you can actually i have a video in tiktok where i showed the wind turbine just recently right now if you can go to tiktok right now you can see it and it's in in the middle of farmlands guys and there are about 124 of wind turbines and each can produce two point three megawatts all right it can power up homes about a hundred thousand homes and that is cool right now because of these sources of power i never encountered guys a power blackout here in toronto we've been residing here in the, this province for five years now and i did not i did not experience any power at all a shortage at all or blackouts and i wonder wow how 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 can they do this how can they make this happen you know there's no power shortage i i've heard that there was a power blackout when a freezing snowstorm came on 2013 and where all the trees guys imagine that that is on winter time imagine the trees electrical posts and cables were covered with ice 
and because of that ice is heavy right and it breaks the the wires the poles because of the heaviness of it and there is no electricity for three days and that's what my sister told me about that incident but that's the thing that happened and since we are not yet here we don't know that there's a power shortage but it happened but it's an emer- like an emergency guys it's not like in my hometown in philippines that well it's a normal day nothing at all nothing happens and it's suddenly blacks out and every election day it blacks out i don't know why so anyway we are lucky to have an inclusion of electricity in our rent our rent we are renting an apartment and we don't pay for the electricity okay because it's included probably they included it in the apartment rental and we are using it 24 hours and you know um we don't have to worry about the lightings we have to you know power up our uh, we have to light up our living room dining without any stress to our billing you know so we can cook lechon belly if you know if you're a filipino you know lechon right it's a pork belly where you can wrap it with um spices there and you can cook it for three hours and we cook it in our electric oven for three hours and we don't we don't have issues with that <laughs> so we also are not stressed about our air condition because sometimes in summer we have air condition guys because it's too hot here and it can be it can go up to 33 36 around there though the apartment guys is uh, having the centralized heating system during winter so we don't have to worry about that and we saved about 50 to hundred dollars a month for that because it's already included in our rental right so for new apartments and renters nowadays electricity is charged to the renters so it's about 50 to 100 dollars it depends on your usage all right so having this benefits from the second motherland guys i call canada as my second motherland uh, it will make me wonder why my homeland, Philippines, can't do 100% total e- electricity coverage, right? Because Philippines has many different type of power plants, and I can name it later on. So the total power that Philippines can produce is 20 gigawatts or 0.02 terawatts, all right? And the majority of the plant or the power plant is coming from coal, that is 42.8%. And the oil-based power plant, it's 7.4%. Natural gas is 24.2%. The hydro is 11.8%. And geothermal plant is 13.3%. We have geothermal, guys. It's coming from volcanoes because Philippines is is um is hit by a ring of fire. So we have a lot of volcanic exit there. So it produces um, uh, volcanoes, guys. And and engineers stop um, a power plant there using the steam 
of the volcanoes so it's gonna produce electricity that is how geothermal is um uh, is sourced okay now philippines if we compare it with a population philippines has 100 109 million population okay compared to singapore which produces 13.7 gigawatts of power while the population is 5.8 million okay 5.8 canada produces 652 terawatts that is 652,000 gigawatts okay for 36.7 million population only imagine that that's why so canada has a lot of power and wow so that's a lot and probably because what i've seen here is because of the industries and we have lots and lots of industries here manufacturing um industries um that's a lot of consumption guys so i'm wondering however about 12 percent of filipinos have no access to electricity and i don't know why that's a problem i don't know why I will just leave that question to you guys. So you have to answer that for you. Okay. If you're a Filipino, answer that. Okay. Probably there are many reasons why. And it's it's sad because 12% of Filipinos have no access to electricity. And some of, and the many of our streets there are, have no electricity, no lights. Okay. I can, I've been there um, last December and I, also encountered that some highways have no lights we traveled from um the south which is minda um from the mindanao region so i we traveled from agusan del norte down south and there's lots of streets that has no electricity and some of the houses there are using uh, kerosene or gasoline for their light at home okay so they don't have televisions okay so anyway um it's how it is so um well if i'm I'm just comparing guys because that's one of the reasons why i immigrated to canada because i want my my life to be uh better okay so that's that's the thing that um has a benefit to my family and since we are separated from Singapore and Philippines, I was working in Singapore and my family is in the Philippines. And that's also another reason why I wanted to move to Canada. And those are the benefits that I have here. So if you're planning, guys, um, think about it. And you have a country that can produce a lot of electricity. And, well, you, not just electricity, but they can produce lots of um lots of manpower to to us that you don't have to pay for the schooling of your children right and hospitalization something like that there's so many guys and think about that okay so you can share your uh this episode to your friends who are planning to move to canada or your relatives that are here in canada and and they wanted to go back home in the Philippines. I have a lot of friends who wanted to move back home. 
because they are bored probably they don't see how, they haven't compared yet and they only see the facebook of their friends in philippines okay well it's good for them but for me i can go back to philippines just for vacation and i i i can't imagine if i again live there but if circumstances permits me well i i i don't have any um choice right but to go back but if if i still be here for a longer time until my death well i will stay here and just go back to philippines having a vacation there and probably in winter i will go back there and go to my farm where i can go to my um oyster um i have a mussels farm guys so i can visit there my mussel farm and i want to buy a uh, a farm that is about a hectare size one hectare is about 10,000 square meters guys so um that will be enough for me to retire so i'm like thanos <laughs> so if you've watched thanos right so thanos um snapped and he went to a farm and he farmed there with his uh small hut right nipa hut now all right so guys i i end this podcast episode now and thank you for listening for this and if you like this podcast um, please uh, leave a review or ratings in apple podcast Castbox, spotify or wherever you're listening right now and subscribe guys to my um podcast and for more information and share to other friends who want to immigrate to canada so guys please um share it to your friends all right and if you want to know more about canada you can join our mm2c this is a group in in canada and we have a website me moving sorry me moving to canada.com and you can visit there and register for free and also you can go to the facebook page of mm2c which is facebook.com slash me moving to canada okay guys so i hope you learned from me today and stay safe guys and stay humble all right bye thanks for listening to this podcast episode of me moving to canada.com mm2c if you want to see the videos and photos of Canada, go to facebook.com slash me moving to Canada. And you can send email to benalagnam at yahoo.com. See you. This is Ben. Bye.